Welcome back to the Podcast Positivity Show with your host, me, Marlena G. Good day, good people. How are you? Hopefully you're doing fine. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our topic for today, the beauty of the spirit. We're going to be reading from the Bible, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. Um, It's from the Woman Thou Art Loosed edition, T.D. Jake's Bible. Let's get on into this scripture. Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be hidden, let it be the hidden person um of of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God so basically what this is saying is how do you look on the inside versus the outside you might look really good with all this arraignment you know the jewelry the clothes the hair makeup whatever but um how do you how how is your look from the inside do you have a beautiful spirit, a peaceful spirit, a happy spirit? Are you submissive to your husband? Um, um, and this is for my wives. Are you are you submissive to your husband? Are you uh, kind to him? Because if you think that you can just get up every day and put on makeup and put on some nice clothes and have like the greatest hairstyle and then just act a complete fool all day long and just be really mean and really nasty to your spouse... That's not going to work because although you look great, you don't feel great. Let's say that again. Although you look great, you're not going to feel great to him, you know, and then he's going to be able to see past what you're wearing on the outside. If this is your behavior from the out, um, inside, your inside and your outside, they go together basically is what I'm trying to say. They go together. They're one. So if you're beautiful on the inside, it will shine through on the outside. Now, if you're ugly on the um, inside, it's going to shine right on through all that makeup, hair, and clothes. So it's it's no way to mask it. So, um, and then it also says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. So if you're actually, wives, if you're actually married to an unsaved spouse, um, your kindness, your love, your your godliness, your goodness from the inward showing to the outward would win them over and make them want to be the same way. And it would help change their ways. Let's go into the commentary that T.D. Jakes has provided in our Woman Thou Art Loose Edition Bible. When a designer sends a model down a fashion runway, he or she is concerned with the model's total look. The model isn't just wearing the designer's garment. The designer has usually spent a great deal of time and effort in turn and carried themselves. Oh, I'm sorry. The designer usually has spent a great deal of time and effort in selecting the proper accessories, instructing the models in how to walk, turn and carry themselves and and creating the overall environment in which uh, to show off the designs. Okay, let me get my reading together. Um, And so it is with our great God. So, and so it is with our great God, okay? 
It's basically the same kind of thing with God. He created you as a composite. He gave you certain talents, features, and personality traits. Then he added a variety of emotional responses and spiritual gifts. He was concerned with the overall total you. He designed you to be a vibrant, thinking, feeling, fully functioning person with a unique attractiveness. He decorated you with far more than physical attributes. God made you with flesh and outer appearance. God has blessed you with creativity and a appreciation for beauty. You can and should recognize your appearance as an area in which you can express yourself to the glory of God. But the outer you doesn't replace the need for the inner you. The inner you doesn't negate the need for the outer you. You must have balance. Remember that your inner qualities are eternal and therefore more important. The inner qualities should give rise to the outer ones. In other words, it is who you are on the inside that should define what you choose to do with your outside. The woman who is confident in the Lord might choose to wear a $1.50 dress. Yep, that's one buck fifty cents. She finds at the local thrift shop. Okay, so that's a dollar fifty dress she found at the thrift shop. Or she could also decide to wear a one hundred and fifty dollar dress she buys at an upscale department store. She is confident either way. Her looks don't determine her character. The greater part of your beauty cannot be bought taken off a rack, applied like lipstick, or put on like a hat. The greater part of your attractiveness lies within. It wells up from the inside and finds an appropriate creative expression on the outside. That's what Peter meant when he wrote that the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit has a great price in the sight of God. God sees what no one else can see, and it's that part of you that he values most. So if your inner self is beautiful, your outer self will be beautiful. I mean, you can you can wear all the, you know, the clothes and the and the hair and the makeup and stuff like that, and that's fine. That's that's wonderful. But if the way you treat people, talk to people, and mainly your spouse does not reflect a kind, beautiful spirit, then your your inside and your outside won't won't match your outside might look good but your inside would be ugly so that inside is going to overpour whatever you didn't put on on the outside so if you're beautiful on the inside you will definitely shine that will definitely shine through to your outer you and if you do have a spouse or someone who may not be saved that you are married to then the more godly you are, the more peaceful, the more submissive, the more beautiful you treat them, it's going to rub off. Let me tell you something. The glory of God is very contagious. Once somebody gets that uh, a taste of God's goodness and holiness, it's hard not to it's hard for them not to change into that themselves. So it's it, it's just as easy as who you uh, as saying basically who are you on the inside are you checking yourself daily to see if you're if you're beautiful or if you're being um uh, just as monstrous as that person might be 
Now, they might not be monstrous at all, but they might just be kind of maybe a little stubborn or, you know, maybe they haven't accepted the Lord yet. But however the case, your beauty, your godliness, your Christ-like behavior, your behavior from the inside out that resembles God is going to be so contagious. It's going to provoke them to be the exact same way. The beauty of the spirit. 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4 from our Woman Thou Art Loose, T.D. Jakes edition Bible. Stay tuned, little break. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I really believe I have something special to share with the world. And Anchor is helping me do that. And I love how easy to use their podcasting tools are. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, Go to Anchor FM Start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor FM Start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome back from that small break. I want to talk about the topic of temptation today. Temptation. What are we tempted by on a daily basis or not even a daily basis? Sometimes it might not be often, but um, there comes a time in all of our lives that we have been tempted by something that wasn't good for us or something that we knew we shouldn't do. But because of the fact that that thing might feel like it might be good, you know, or might make us feel good at that time we're 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 tempted. So let's pray first, and I'm reading from the Light for My Path book. I've shared out of this book on the show before. Uh, It's a really uh, good little reference book and a good um, book to have with you on a daily basis. Kind of helps, you know, get you through if you need to pop it open and read something or reference something or get some encouragement. It definitely does that. Um, It can be used as a tool for that. So uh, let's pray. Teach me, God. When I feel tempted to run immediately to you so that each temptation becomes the point where I immediately draw near to you a knot that ties me even closer to your presence. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay. How many times have you been tempted and you know you shouldn't do that thing, eat that thing or look at that person that's not your spouse or something of that nature? Let's go to Hebrews 4:15 through 16. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. 
Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So Jesus was definitely tempted. So he knows that temptation does exist, that it's out there. He knows the enemy is going to try to tempt you. But see, he was tempted and he was not. He was not. He was tempted, but he did not sin is what I'm trying to say. So we have to be in the image of Christ. And although we're being tempted, not sin. I know there's a lot of times in in, in uh, people's lives where, you know, the doctor then told them, well, you know, you're. Your health is not all that good. You you know, you're overeating, you're overweight. You shouldn't, you know, you should go on a diet, try to get a little healthier if you plan to live a long life and be around for your kids and things like that. And then they'll go and um, sit and kind of, you know, watch TV. And then TV can be a bad influence because you got all these Domino's pizzas commercials, these Pizza Hut commercials, you got all these TV shows, Cupcake Wars, where people battle each other, baking baked goods and pastries. When you know that something can be a temptation, don't even engage in it. Maybe have less time staring at the TV, you know, try to stay away from things that you know is going to push you over the edge and tempt you. Like if there's a person, um, maybe at work or something like that, that you know probably um, is fond of you or they kind of like you in a way that maybe they that's inappropriate because you are a married person, then you stay away from that person. You're not sitting holding hourly conversations with that person because why would you do that? You know that they like you. They're attracted to you. So what's the point in having a long conversation with somebody that you know good and well is attracted to you? That's leaving the door open for something to happen that should not happen. So you don't want to put yourself in situations where you're tempted either. And you want to try to stay away from those those situations and those instances where you know you can be tempted. You're married. You shouldn't be hanging out with um, unmarried um, um, people who want to encourage you to talk to other people who you, you know, talk to, you know, the opposite sex that you shouldn't be speaking with. As simple as that. You shouldn't even be speaking to anybody or talking to anybody that your husband or wife don't know mutually with you. If your husband or wife don't know them, you need to get to introducing them. So, and that's just, you know, my opinion on that. We have to be careful of temptations because there is a lot in the world. Like I said, if you know you have strict orders from a doctor not to eat this or that because it might raise your blood pressure up or it might make you sick or, you know, or, or you know, you're not supposed to be eating this because you um, are a little overweight and you need to uh, get healthy. You shouldn't be hanging out with people who want to go out to eat and dine all the time. Or if your friends do that, you just tell them, well, can we go somewhere healthy? Because I'm supposed to be, you know, eating, you know, eating right. But okay, so let me stop going on and on and let me go to 1 Peter 2 and 11. Let's let this scripture push through. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So basically stay away from those things that are lustful and fleshly. Basically, you know, um, you see somebody, you're at the gym and you're working out and there's, this is what I want to tell a lot of people. There's no such thing as no work husband, no gym husband, no work wife or no gym wife. You have one spouse, one spouse, and that is who you are married to. 
I think it's very inappropriate, and that is just my opinion, but I, I think it's inappropriate when people say, oh, that's my work husband, or that's my work wife. That's not appropriate. If you're married, you don't have that. You have one spouse, and that's the spouse at home that you're married to, that you uh, married under under the eyes of God. So, therefore, you can be close to somebody or be a friend to somebody, but that person definitely needs to know your spouse and have spoken with your spouse, converse with your spouse before, and has a clear respect for your spouse and knows that there's no no funny business going going to happen to go on with you, basically. So um, let's go to Galatians 5, 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary and these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So you are to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. You are to walk in godliness and not in fleshliness. Don't allow your flesh to take over your spiritual side. You know deep down inside if something is right or not. You know deep down inside, no matter if that thing seems like it would be good to do, if it's right to do. You know you have that feeling the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you and let you know when you're getting ready to mess up. So don't ignore your Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other. You know, stay away from situations. I can't stress enough to stay away from situations where you know you'll be tempted. If you know for a fact that you've been kind of having some um, hardship in your marriage, you've been having some arguments and some, you know, disagreements, and maybe things have been a little rocky in your marriage lately, don't go and make a new opposite sex friend because that's not helping your marriage. You need to work on your marriage. You need to get things back right with your spouse. You need to be in prayer and in fellowship with your spouse, working on things and having God heal your relationship rather than be, um, you know, making a new opposite sex friend because that's an open door for disaster. You know, and like I said before, you're at the gym working out. There is no, this is my gym buddy or any of that. If your spouse don't know that when you go to the gym, you're seeing this person, then you do not most definitely need to be dealing with that person at all unless your spouse knows them. Okay. And so that's all I'm going to say on temptation. I'm going to leave that subject right there. Keep it locked. I'm going to go to a quick break. Listen to the Podcast Positivity Show on Radio Public. It's free, easy to use, and helps listeners like you find and support shows like mine. When you listen to my show on Radio Public, everyone benefits. How, you ask? Because Radio Public rewards podcasters with the paid listeners rate. And for you, the listener, it's free to listen with no hidden fees or charges or credit cards needed. Listen on iOS and Android. Enjoy the show. Welcome back from the break. I thank you for 
fellowshipping with me today on the podcast positivity show um tune in on weekends for our weekend message series and worship music i am out of time for our show today and until next time may god pour out his blessings upon you until we meet again